This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. That was the biggest difference is it seems like there's a little bit of a, of a post-pandemic shift. I know we're still dealing with the pandemic, but it seems like maybe work-wise, it's, we're on the tail end of it a little bit. That's Katie Johns from Water Quality Products Magazine talking about WQP's State of the Industry Survey, which it produces each year. And welcome to WQA Radio, the weekly podcast of the Water Quality Association, promoting better water quality around the world. This is episode number 301. If you're a first-time listener or new to the industry, welcome. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting and be sure to share the podcast with someone on your team we're publishing this on january 11th of 2023 happy new year from wqa find us at wqa.org on linkedin facebook instagram and twitter and in this episode katie johns managing editor of wqp magazine takes us through the results of the state of the industry survey the top challenges for 2022, and the outlook for 2023 on such issues as supply and demand, filtration equipment, and new technology. Plus, we'll have our WQA Motivational Minute and WQA Tip. Now on to Katie Johns on WQA Radio. We welcome into the program Katie Johns, who is the managing editor of Water Quality Products Magazine and Stormwater Solutions Magazine. I'm sure many of you are familiar with uh, either or both. And we are going to look specifically at the state of the industry survey that WQP has put out. And this is something they do every year. And we wanted to get Katie to uh, join us on the podcast and tell us a little bit more about it. So, Katie, welcome to WQA Radio. Hi, Wes. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and, and talk a little bit about our survey results. <laughs> well, how's it going? First of all, let me just uh, bring you in. I know some people may not be aware that you took on this new role as a managing editor for WQP, what, six months ago or so. Tell us how it's going and, and uh, what's keeping you busy these days. Yeah, it's going well. So I um I have been with the you know this group of magazines. So I'm also the managing editor for Stormwater Solutions, and I've been in that role since September of 2019. Um, and then I started helping out with WQP in you know March April of 2022 um, when the previous editor um, left. And so officially, you know, for this year, I am the managing editor for both SWS and WQP. Um, so juggling those two definitely keeps me busy with all of our, you know, magazines and articles and our own podcasts and videos and stuff like that. Um, but I'm, I've been enjoying getting to know the, the water quality products audience and, and all those professionals on this side of the sector. I'm, I'm, uh, used to only being over with stormwater and erosion control. So excited to meet more people. Well, I know you are very busy these days keeping uh, tabs on not just this industry, but as well the stormwater industry. So uh, very, very thankful for your time to talk about the state of the industry survey. And so let's jump right into it, okay? What is 
the uh, the state of the industry survey in general. What uh, what can you tell us about the survey? Sure. So this is an annual survey. Um, so we do it every year and we do it across um, water quality products, stormwater solutions, and then water and waste digest, which is the you know sister publication to these two. So all three of those magazines do it every year. Um, the questions vary a little bit, obviously, because each has a different audience. Um, and so what we try to do with these surveys is we really just want to know how the year went for energy professionals, for their businesses, what the challenges were. And we also kind of want to ask them what they see for the next year. So of course we did this survey in, 20, in fall of 2020. So we asked a lot about that, but we also asked what they kind of see coming for this year, for 2023. Um, and so this year we had um, 40 responses. So not a ton, um, but the majority have been in the industry for 20 years or more, and their companies have been around for 30 years or more. So the majority of people that took it have quite a lot of legacy knowledge um, of the industry. And what types of people were taking the survey? Dealers, manufacturers? Yep, sure. So we do ask that question. So the majority listed their principal activity as wholesale and distributor. Um and with their market segments as residential with a majority of their business focus on water conditioning. Um, a couple other demographics, the majority of them are located in the Midwest, which is also where I am. I'm in Chicago, so that was nice to see. And then the majority are in the age group of 60 to 69 with 50 to 59 as that next biggest um, age group. All right. Well, I'm wondering if we should start with some high level observations. What kinds of uh, big picture takeaways were there from the survey? Absolutely. So, you know, across the board, we always ask, you know, what are the most you know, important topics? So this year we asked our survey takers to rate how important topics will be to them in the next year. So this year for 2023. You know, and the topics include a range of things, including counting, air purification, new product introductions. There was quite a long list. Um, and the, some of the topics rated as most important were supply and demand. And an important note for that is that is a common answer we saw across the other surveys for stormwater solutions and water quality products. So across the whole water sector, we're seeing people really focusing on supply and demand. The other two topics that were rated as most important were filtration equipment and new product introductions, um, which kind of leads me to believe that we're going to be seeing a lot of new project or new product introductions this year, which you know is, leads to innovation and hopefully leads to, to some more work and in the workforce. So it's a, those are all positive things to see. When you say supply and demand, were you talking about supply chain issues of the past year? Yep. So that so that was an open ended question, right? So the, the survey takers said those things in their own words. But yes, so supply chain issues were there. And that was also something that was rated as an important topic when we did this survey in 2021. So it's been a consistent answer. Um, and I think a lot of it probably had to do with the COVID-19 pandemic, right? We're still seeing some some impacts from that. So as you look at the survey results, um, how did they compare with the previous year, 2021? Sure. So there actually wasn't a lot of change, um, you know, in the in the year to year, which is is interesting. But as we've seen from our other sur surveys too, a lot of industry professionals, especially the ones I've talked to on the stormwater side, said 2022 is kind of status quo. And I think we're seeing that a little bit throughout the entire sector. Um, so, like I said earlier, supply and demand was rated as the most important topic in both 2021 
and 2022 as something that will be focused on in 2023. Um, and a lot of the challenges they faced, such as supply and demand, were the same. Although I will say in 2021, COVID-19 was posed as more of a challenge. It wasn't really brought up this year in the survey, and no one really mentioned it in the open-ended questions um, either. So those, that was the biggest difference is it seems like there's a little bit of a, of a post-pandemic shift. I know we're still dealing with the pandemic, but it seems like maybe work-wise, we're, we're on the tail end of it a little bit. So as you look ahead to this new year, 2023, what are the responses telling you? So the responses are telling me that a lot of people this year are focused on supply and demand, also funding and workforce challenges. So we asked our survey takers where the largest portion of their budget was going to go in the next 24 months. And the majority said that that was going to go to employee salaries and benefits, which is nice to see because one of the challenges is, you know, workforce and staffing shortages. So it's nice to see that emphasis on employee salaries and benefits while also trying to fill in the workforce gaps. And that's something we're seeing across the entire water industry. I've, you know, been on hosted panels about it for the stormwater sector. I know it's similar in the wastewater field. You know, there's there's a little bit of a gap coming in with, with not as many people coming into the industry as there are leaving it. So I think that's going to continue to be a challenge for the industry. Um, and, you know, the economy also, a lot of people listed inflation as a, as a challenge too. So I think there's a lot of very high level things, you know, the economy, government funding that are going to play an important role in this year and and, and beyond. Yeah, no doubt. Um, what about plans for expansion or developing new business or anything along those lines? Yeah, so we asked that question. We asked our survey takers if any of them plan to extend their operations over the next 24 months, right? So they filled us out in fall of 2022 so that 24 months would expand to fall 2024. And the majority said they do not plan to ex uh, expand their operations. Um, that being said, like I said, I'm relatively new to the industry. So Wes, you might have more background knowledge of me and if that's common or not, but that is what the majority said for 2022 going into the next 24 months. Yeah, uh, that um, again, with the uncertainty, I think I can well ex uh, understand that kind of response. What about uh, some of the open-ended questions that you mentioned that they uh, they had an opportunity to fill out? Yeah, so a lot of the open-ended questions were, you know, talking about those challenges, the most important topics. So again, it went back to supply chain, workforce, funding, and economy. It seems like you can really summarize that as the four main topics people are looking at going forward. I think another important thing to note is in November of 2022, the EPA hit one year under the bipartisan infrastructure law. Um, and they did send out kind of a retrospective of funding that had come down. I know we were all watching very closely on how that would affect the industry. Um, so at the time they sent that out, so November 2022, they had awarded $5.5 billion of the 14 1.5 14.1 billion available in fiscal year 2022. Um, so obviously we're gonna see a little bit more of that coming through. Um, so I think we're in a little bit of a holding pattern, right? We're in the middle of a waiting game. There's a lot of uncertainty, um, which isn't always a comfortable feeling. <laughs> no, very, very well said. And, uh, and now that you've seen the data, Katie, does it affect how you think you as managing editor 
will uh, be covering the stories of this industry over the next year. Yeah, absolutely. So across the board, you know, with water quality products, stormwater solutions, and water and waste digest. Um, I know for myself, for water quality products and stormwater solutions, I like to use these surveys as an indicator of what I should be paying attention to and what I should be covering for our audience. So we want to curate stories that are going to help our audience, that are going to help us be a resource to them. So I can absolutely say that I plan to source articles on supply chain, workforce, funding, the economy, all of those things. Um, and they do indicate, you know, what we should be covering and what we should be, be paying attention to, because at the end of the day, we want to be a resource for water treatment, water dealers, all these professionals, right? Excellent. Well, thank you very much. We're uh, we're looking forward to your coverage over the next year of uh, the water treatment industry, specifically our members and uh, many of whom I know are well acquainted with WUP <laughs> Magazine. But in case they are not or if they have questions about the survey or anything, frankly, how can they best contact you? Yeah, absolutely. You can go ahead and send me an email. It's kjohns, K-J-O-H-N-S at EndeavorB2B.com. I would be more than happy to hear from any of you if it's, you know, whether it's just to introduce yourself or what you think we should be covering. I'm I'm all ears. And I'm also really looking forward to going to my first WQA convention, too. So <laughs> hoping to meet plenty of people there. Coming up in April, April 18th through the 20th in uh, yeah. Las Vegas. So yeah, we look forward to seeing you there. And again, the survey can be found online, correct? At WQP? Yep. So the website is wqpmag.com and you can find all of the all of the results there. Katie Johns, the managing editor of Water Quality Products and Stormwater Solutions Magazine, joining us on WQA Radio. Thanks, Katie. Thank you so much, Wes. And now our Motivational Minute. I ran across these three adjectives the other day and I thought they were worth sharing. Better, faster, smarter. Now each of these on their own is helpful, but together they really do provide a foundation for what we can all aspire to do in the next year. Better, what can we do better? Let's not overthink it. Maybe we can have better meetings by having a clear agenda and inviting only the people who need to be there. But think about what we can do better. How about faster? What can we do just a little bit faster, like maybe responding to an email or that next follow-up call just a bit faster? And then smarter. This is no doubt the most important because when we work smarter, we eliminate, well, unnecessary steps. We stay focused on priorities. We're not chasing that next shiny object, right? We're trying not to do everything on our own. So that's, that's important to work smarter. So here's hoping that you can work better, faster, and smarter in the coming year. And now our WQA tip. You've probably heard the expression, it's time to start working on your business, not just in your business. Well, how do you do that? How do you really take time out, take time to step aside and Look at what you're doing to get better, to improve your business, to improve your bottom line, to improve your, uh, your productivity. Well, you do it by things like the WQA Business Boot Camp. 
And we're excited because boot camp is again going to take place one day before the WQA convention and exposition. So mark it on your calendars, April 17th, 2023. That's a full day WQA business boot camp intensive training, primarily for dealers, but really we, we welcome everybody. Uh, join us in Las Vegas again one day before the WQA convention begins. So join us on April 17th. Go to wqa.org convention to see more about the convention and be ready to join us for WQA Business Boot Camp. We look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.